The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by the Pure Hookup app. Pure Hookup lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download the Pure Hookup app on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey there, gays for pay and the gays for free and uh, the gays for brownies. That last one might just be me. Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Billy Presida and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Neither of the two women in this room laughed at the brownies thing. That's fine, that one's for me. How you doing everyone? Welcome to the show. If uh, you are new to the program, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. However, this week's uh, special guest is not uh, a flame from my faraway past. No, I've got on gay porn director, Mr. Pam. And I can't wait to tell you more about her in a bit. But first, no show dates, people. Got no show dates for you right now. Uh, If you want to take a little peek at uh, some of my comedy stand-up dates coming up in September and onward, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. Of course, there are... There's a couple special dates that everyone here should know about by now. Uh, We have ManhorCon, October 7th to 8th, 2017. Yes, Uh, ManhorCon, which is, if you don't know, a weekend of fan whore meetups. Ah, is going to be fun. I've been announcing uh, various events that are going to be part of the weekend, and I'm excited to announce another piece of the itinerary, a fan whore bar crawl. Yeah, I'm going to take y'all from spot to spot, some of my favorite watering holes. Uh, As we hang out, we have drinks, have some fun. And speaking of alcohol and ManhorCon, I'm also excited to announce we've got a new sponsor for ManhorCon, Wink. (coughs) Wink is a uh, wine subscription service. They, uh, They will match you up with the type of wines that they think would be appropriate for you. Kind of like a like eHarmony for wine. And I know some of you have looked at a, a bottle of wine late at night and be like, you're all I need, wine. You're the only one for me in this world. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Yes. So I'm very excited. to. They're going to be uh, providing arguably too much wine for the live Man Whore podcast recording and after party. You know, I'm talking to the guy on the phone. And he's like, yeah, you know, we could definitely give you some some free cases of wine. And he tells me, I'm not going to tell you all how many cases, but let's just say it's an obscene amount of bottles of wine that are going to be poured out for free at ManhorCon. Uh, so I want to thank Wink for getting on board. And uh, y'all can try Wink yourselves. Head on over to trywink.com slash manhor. You're going to get a special deal. Yes, that's right. Uh, if you use the promo code manhor at checkout, you will get $20 off your first month. So head on over to try, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C, dot com slash man and try them today it's not too late to go and get some discounted tickets for man con they're still 30 percent off through the month of august head on over to man slash tickets okay emails everyone emails one of my favorite parts of the day is waking up to y'all's emails your tweets your reddit comments uh this we had a wow last week's episode with sophia 
regarding male circumcision caused a firestorm of comments on uh, on my Instagram post. Yeah. Wow, like 50 plus comments, and it's just like a lot of people fighting about male circumcision. Uh, cut cocks are great. Uh, cut cocks, they don't matter. Uh, it's, you know, and, and by the way, people throwing around medical information, none of them are doctors. Uh, was it was an interesting observation on my end. Uh, we also had like uh, this one comment on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit, just kind of like a comment thread, community chat board, so to speak. Um, this one comes from banana underscore enema. That that doesn't sound too sanitary. Okay, he writes, seemed like a nice guest this week, but her reasoning behind her opinions on circumcision made me have to take a few more deep breaths this week. A father wanting his son to have the same, quote, style of dick as himself is not because he wants to compare dicks with his son one day. It's about the reality that family members see family members naked and during pubescent years, seeing an obviously different kind of appendage attached to dad means that I must be flawed or wrong or weird. It boils down to body image and the way she phrased it and most of her other reasons left a bad taste in my mouth. Love the episodes where you and your guests butt heads a bit. You uh, you handle it well while letting just enough frustration through your voice. And it makes me smile having an idea about what's going on in your head. Well, I don't know if I completely agree with all of that. But, you know, that's just another opinion, another point of view. Interesting to think about. This one came up uh, less about the circumcision stuff. This This has to do with when we discussed... Um, sex spreadsheets to like keep track of your past sexual experiences. Uh, this one comes from Danielle G. He writes, Hi, Billy. So my girl and I don't have any spreadsheets, but this year we did start filling out some of our sexual encounters in a little black notebook. We don't necessarily record everything, but we generally put down firsts and anything else that's memorable. We put a title and a date at the top, maybe a quick mention of partners involved, and then try to write down uh, how we felt about the encounter in a page or two. I also keep a tally of the number of women I've slept with in the corner. I'd only slept with three women when we started dating, and now I'm up in the teens. Well, congrats, Danielle. Uh, being in the teens. Wow. What You know, I remember my first beer. Uh, that's... <laughs> yeah, he writes P.S. I'm uncircumcised most of my friends are circumcised but uh, they're also all Jewish I didn't know anyone who wasn't Jewish got circumcised well welcome to America Canadian boy this next one's uh, just simply titled episode 174 comes from Emily F hey Billy the best part of my week is a new podcast from you just wanted to email and say I'm in the same boat as Sophia I've orgasmed once during a hookup, and that was while being eaten out. I've had sex with three people, uh, and I've had sex six times a day, and I still haven't been able to come, but I try to pretend as when they aren't comfortable, they freak out and then put me down. I'm still trying to find my confidence in bed and with partners, so I still have my fingers crossed about that, but I just want her to know she is not alone. Thanks for all the tips, Emily. Well, Emily, here's another tip. If um, dudes are putting you down because you didn't come during sex, stop fucking that guy. Uh, he's an asshole. That dude is, he's taking an entire wonderful sexual experience and making it all about him, his dick, and his so-called sexual prowess. 
When a dude gets mad at you that you didn't come, that is his fragile ego uh, lashing out because you're all of a sudden crashing his world uh, with this idea that like he isn't, he doesn't have magic fingers or the special touch. So uh, Emily, it's not you, it's him, and he can honestly go fuck off. One last quick announcement. We still have a couple of slots left in the Fan Whore Fantasy Football League. Uh, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. If you're interested in participating, it's a $30 half-point PPR league. Uh, shoot me an email. I'll give you all more information. All right, before we get to Mr. Pam this week, uh, I want to tell you all, uh, when I first started this podcast, episode one, I read the definition of a slut as according to the infamous book, the so-called Polly Bible, The Ethical Slut. Uh, yes, and we've had you know the authors, Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy, on the podcast before. Phenomenal episode, by the way. This tiny little old woman who's in her late 70s, I think, told a story about having sex with Wilt Chamberlain. It's, it's a good show. Uh, but, you know, it, look, a lot of people see this, uh, the ethical slut, as like the Polly Bible. I like to see it as like the Old Testament of the Polly Bible, so to speak. And what you may not realize at this point is that book is now 20 years old. Yeah, they are celebrating 20 years of ethical sluttiness with a brand new third edition that comes out today, August 16th. You can actually go buy it right this very second. And the book is new. It's not, this isn't like when you were in college and they get a new textbook edition, but there's like one paragraph that's new and they added a couple extra pictures. No, they've added a lot of new stuff. Uh, this comes uh, from their, their press people. I, was, I had to ask what's new about the book. They said, this edition has been revised to include interviews with polymillennials, young people who have grown up without the prejudices their elders encountered regarding gender, orientation, sexuality, and relationships. Uh, it also tributes to uh, poly pioneers and has new sidebars on topics such as asexuality, sex workers, and the ways that poly uh, people can connect and thrive. The authors also include new content addressing non-traditional relationships beyond the polyamorous paradigm of more than two, couples who don't live together, couples who don't have sex with each other, non-parallel arrangements, couples with widely divergent sex styles, power disparities, and cross-orientation relationships, while utilizing non-binary gender language and new terms that have come into common usage since the last edition. Yeah, that was one of the things I noticed and was... Um, most shocked by was when I started reading the new edition because, uh, you know, I, I got myself a copy and they, you know, all the pronouns, they say we're going to be using they and them unless it's very specifically a him, her situation. Uh, so the, the, it's a very gender neutral edition and uh, definitely worth checking out. If you haven't ever read the ethical slut, there's no better time than now to go ahead and get yourself a copy. And if you have read it before, might be worth a reread. What a what a way to uh, celebrate twenty years of Polly breaking into the mainstream. Uh, then with the third edition of the Ethical Slut, I'll have a link in the show notes if you would like to go buy a copy. Um, no one paid me to say this. I just think I mean it's a book that really fucking uh, opened my eyes and really validated how I felt because for such a long time I just thought I was some sort of weirdo and and to see a book put it into common language and to talk about it so matter-of-factly as if it wasn't weird it wasn't strange you know it was really important for me and my relationships and uh, my development 
on how I feel about uh, love and dating. But anyways, now uh, for this week's guest, Mr. Pam. I've been following Mr. Pam on Twitter for years. Um, I, I forget how I came across her. I think someone retweeted her a few times. I thought I should follow this person. Um, but opting into following her means opting into seeing a lot of dick. A lot of dick in my timeline that, you know, I'd rather not see, but it's okay. Um, Mr. Pam, she is a cisgender woman who directs exclusively gay porn. It's a gay episode, everybody. This is definitely one of my gayer episodes. I'm very happy about it. Uh, Getting to talk about things we don't normally talk about. Uh, We talked about, you know, paying for your porn. We talked about, you know, PrEP and HIV awareness. Uh, and And we also discuss... You know what a soft mouth is? Babe, you know what a soft mouth is? No. It's like when you like rest the cock against your mouth, but it's very loose. Like you're you're not even really suctioning. You're kind of just letting it kind of lie in there a little bit. That's a soft mouth. Apparently it's photogenic. Yeah, blowjob recess is what is what Paige calls it. Uh (laughs) yeah, you know, I'm learning all you know, yeah, I'm learning all sorts of new things with this show. Uh, I think she is a delight. And I got to tell y'all, things got a little heavy in our Patreon bonus episode that comes out tomorrow. And uh, I don't know, let's just say there may or may not be a Marvel movies post credit scene at the end of this week's episode. But uh, but I hope you all enjoy Mr. Pam. She works for NakedSword.com. Uh, go check that out if you're interested in watching dudes butt fuck each other. Uh, and you want to pay a little bit for it. So I hope, uh, here we go. Let's go talk to Mr. Pam. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I'm in frame as I think they would say. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think there's cocks in the background. Yeah. I was like, I know this might be very strange for you to have a, uh, framing done without any cocks going around, but <laughs> luckily we're not in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can tilt up a little okay. bit. So and I'll try to pay more attention to this. Than it's that, all right. Yeah, yeah. We can yeah. ignore all of that. That I don't care about. That's... Did you tag me in there? Uh, I do. You have like a uh, Facebook stuff? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They don't just kick the porn stars off. <laughs> no, no. It's Mr. Pam Gay Porn Mama on yeah, Facebook. <laughs> it's got to be interesting, like how how y'all uh, deal with do social media with so much nudity. Yeah. Do, do you so have, much. Do you have to like take all the boring like non nudity photos? To... It is funny because I'll go through and buy stickers, so I'll put stickers over everything. And I accidentally the other day I was shooting a party here in San Francisco at Powerhouse and um. And full-on asshole shot of one of the go-go dancers. Great photo. It would be perfect for Twitter. But then I accidentally <laughs> put it on Facebook. Like, not like, it's a butt cheek. It's artistic. It was asshole right there. But you're also so, working yeah. with uh, with the quote-unquote proper nipples. Yes. So <laughs> Exactly. You work with all the allowed nipples. So, yeah, like, you can kind of do I got banned there. for that asshole. Only for three days, though, surprisingly. That's a, that... that wasn't bad, considering how... Uh, yeah, non like the kid who gets like the kid who gets the tension. You're kind of like worth it. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, that's cool. Well, yeah. hello, Mr. Pam. Hello, Billy. How I, are you? I am good. I have been following you on Twitter for like quite some time. Ah, really? Which is very strange <laughs> since I have zero interest in looking at dicks. <laughs> that is. That's that's. Well, I haven't even tempted you with all my hot cock. Sadly, not. Yeah. Uh, I haven't found the angle that was like. Oh, you know what? 
I found a new thing. I like. There it is. Uh, I don't think I've ever posted a pussy on my Twitter, so I apologize to that and all of you who aren't into cocks who follow me on Twitter. But it's all right. I appreciate the art of gay porn. I'd be like, you know, I really, I really like the way she framed those balls. You know, it was very yeah. artistic. No, that's <laughs> what I tell my designers. I'm all, you cut off the balls, I cut off yours. Uh, <laughs> no cutting balls in these <laughs> these cropping of photos. I follow <laughs> plenty of porn stars to see some pussy, uh, yeah, but good. it does uh, it does make it weird. If someone like over my shoulder on the train is seeing me scroll through Twitter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> cock come in the face, <laughs> lots of anal. <laughs> but what fascinates about me about uh, who fascinates me about you is that you are a cisgender woman who shoots exclusively gay porn. Yeah, yes, I only shoot gay porn. Cisgender that means I was born with a vagina. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you, yeah. You I'm do catching not, up you on do all not this like stuff. The, the words, do you? <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm catching up on what the kids are saying these days. <laughs> I'm kind of a dirty faggot, so I'm just with gay boys <laughs> all the time. So anything gay boy related, I got the terminology. Other than are that, you, are you not into like the politically correct terms? Don't worry, I'm not either. I'm okay, a comedian. Good. We're gonna person. get along great, and I think you're from New York. I lived there for five years. Yeah, don't so. worry. I get yelled at on Twitter plenty, so okay, it's like good. I'm. This is this is a good. safe space to be offensive i uh, love it I, know. <laughs> I am such a rebel rebellious person like i grew up and i was rebellious and then i started shooting gay porn and well, where'd you I, where'd you grow I live up in san francisco in the castro so it's like pretty much you can't get more gay and more liberal than this <laughs> so i find that my rebelliousness is kicking in the opposite direction which you're, probably isn't good considering you're my pushing career. back against the, the yeah, two liberal like, side oh, well, no, you know, like rebel media. And You're looking at them just like, hey, calm down. Like, have some yeah, fun. Let's let's have a plastic bag every once in a while. Here's, <laughs> here's some Molly. Have a good time. Yeah. Relax a little bit. <laughs> totally. I have some poppers for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so, where where do you come from? I actually grew up on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. So I grew up in Marin. Okay. In a very, like, conservative upbringing ish and my dad was really catholic so i went to catholic school for 12 years which kind of answers the question why i'm a gay pornographer i guess well i mean i know <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> i know a lot of people went to catholic school and you're yeah. the only gay pornographer i know oh really <laughs> oh there's not more of us <laughs> well, so super conservative upbringing yeah pretty i mean marin county i was up there and it's it's pretty conservative there um my dad was in the wine business um so i think he was a little bit of an alcoholic, but he managed to make a career out of one of his loves of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was stayed home, took care of my sister and I, and just perfect childhood. Like, no molestation. The priests were all nice. Everything was great. I was just always getting in trouble for being naughty. Like, what, what kind of naughty? Just like... Like corralling all the kids, let's sneak out and go see the boys, or let's go get books from the library and read the sexual stuff at lunch. And were, were you just, like the first of your friends to like start having sex? Oh, everything, yeah. yeah. Like I'd be in fourth, was it fifth grade? We'd have this weird math teacher who was all hippy dippy. Like you guys have to teach yourselves. So we would sit in the back of the reading rainbow and like do math problems ourselves. But I would just like get felt up by the guys and in we'd class. All, yes, we all fool wait, around. Wait, what, what grade are we in? I think that was fifth grade. It was Father Michael. Getting felt crazy. up by the guys in fifth grade? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I didn't learn any math. I'm still <laughs> behind in math from that year. But, and then blowjobs behind the school. I Mom, didn't. close this if you're listening <laughs> to it. Don't watch this. I didn't yeah. learn long division, but I learned where the G spot was. <laughs> exactly. I, know. Oh. I, was always, I didn't have intercourse till I was 16, but I was just playing around with all the boys. First blowjob was like eighth grade, maybe. Um, up at the Sonoma County Fair at the Glenn Fry concert. I now, was that just for pure then. wanting to, or was that like a pushback being like, fuck you, mom and dad type I, of thing? I was dating this boy, Josh, and he was in 4-H, and he was showing his cattle. What's so we, 4-H? Like, um, like you raise 
animals to be slaughtered and eaten. It's kind of a weird thing. It's like a country thing. So we were up there going to the concert and I ditched my mom and her best friend and then I met him over by the little trailers of 4-H and we started making out and then he whipped out his dick. I'm like, I'll try sucking it. But I put it in my mouth and the minute we did that, I gagged and then I started laughing and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and he just was standing there with his pants down like, we're... Like for you, um, that was hilarious. For him, he's yeah. just like, and? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I wonder now how big his dick was because if I gagged then, I still gag. I'm, for being a, like teaching gay guys how to suck cock i'm like i i'm great at sucking cock but i have a horrible gag reflex so it nothing's changed since i love how you're like i wonder grade. how big it was because obviously back then it probably seemed bigger than it, it actually was, was back then i remember yeah. looking at it, it looked like a danish curling around when you're in <laughs> when you're in fifth grade you look up at like a ninth grader and they yeah. seem ginormous but today i look at a ninth grader and be like you someone needs to feed you <laughs> yes you're so tiny a nap. um <laughs> totally you'd be like he had a monster cock really is four inches like, <laughs> I, I no, I in retrospect, I'm dying to see it. I actually try to Facebook stalk him some sometimes. Like, that would be you really should. First science, you should be like, look, I'm not trying to pick you. I'm not trying to break up your marriage, but can yeah. I see your dick? I'm trying to figure out if my, my memory's working. When I was 12 versus now. Yeah, we're just, I'm trying to track my progress. I, I, so I this like is the way science. you put that. Yeah, so, yeah. Josh Stevens, if you're out there and you're listening. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you you were a, a wily high schooler sucking yeah. cock behind the school yeah. and yeah. and that was grammar school. That was grammar. Oh gosh. <laughs> look, look, kid. I was doing anal by seventeen. All right, I could do anal before I could drive. <laughs> I know. Actually, I was getting. I got grounded for weed in eighth grade, and so it was right before we were leaving for Christmas break, and I was already grounded. So I was behind the school with. The guy's brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were making out, and then all, and he was finger fucking me, and all of a sudden my mom comes around. The like corner. he went low, like there's somebody listening. <laughs> Someone's behind listening. The, like it's okay. This is the man or pockets. You can say finger fuck. Okay. It's totally okay. He was finger fucking me. And I'm trying to see, make it sound more sexy in my <laughs> eighth grade sex story. Yeah, so he's finger fucking me, and all of a sudden my mom comes around the corner and like sees us. I'm all, God damn it, I'm already busted for drugs. <laughs> yeah, so that was bad. So I kind of calmed down in high school a little bit. I was on student council and class president and cheerleader and volleyball and swimming, but I had this wild side too. I'm like, these people are so annoying. And well, good. How, <laughs> how, how, how do you go from that to, to gay porn directing? I I my first job was at a Bobby McGee's and it ends up all these gay guys work there. What's a Bobby McGee's? It's like a restaurant where everybody dresses in costumes. Okay. So you have like Phantom of the Opera waiting on you or a pirate or I was Senorita Margarita. So I was the hostess and the stu- I'm super white. Just like, to- Google me. I'm pretty as white as you come. I can't get more white than I am. So somehow I'm a margarita girl. Um, but I ended up meeting all these gay guys and just fell in love with them. They were so fun. And we'd have these after work parties and we'd all get together with the Mexican bus boys and everybody would make out and it was super hot. So I uh, fell in love with them. But then had a really straight college in Sacramento, just was in a sorority for a minute, and it was dumb. Um, but then ended up kind of coming out as bi. I met this girl, and it was cool. And then um, I wanted to come out, but I was nervous about my family and everything. So I was going to go on exchange program to London, fell through, so I ended up moving here to the Castro, and uh, came out and had a internship at a post-production editing company. I was studying video production, and one of their clients was a gay porn company. 
So since I was new, he gave me the gay porn to edit, and then that's how they break in the new. <laughs> I the, know the intern. <laughs> totally. Some people Here made interns this. just go pick up their laundry, and it was like, no, we're gonna make her watch gay porn, <laughs> not realizing how hot you would think it was. <laughs> it was hot. Editing is not very hot. They tried to you... promote you, be like, please, yeah. please, no, I'm. <laughs> I am very fine with what you have me doing. I'm okay here. <laughs> it was so funny. True, because in class I was late on a project, so I had to do an informational interview. So it was totally last minute that I even went to my coworker or my other student's house to even interview him. And then he told me about the gay porn. So did that for like a year, and I met a bunch of directors and everything. And they came and shot at the place that I was working at a couple times, which is way more exciting. But did they also <laughs> like did the post production place also do like normal? Yes, too, United or? Airlines videos, family videos. But then also gay porn. <laughs> yes, and he always stressed, do not mix up the clients. <laughs> do not send our hardcore gay pornography in the 90s over to United Airlines. That would be bad. So, um, yeah, so we uh, did that for like a year or something, and I didn't want to totally dive into porn, but I totally admired people like Carol Queen and Annie Sprinkle and mm. women who just dedicate their whole lives to porn and sex uh, education. So wasn't quite there yet, um, so I worked in high-tech news for six years and then got offered to go shoot behind the scenes on this cattle ranch at a gay porn shoot. And I, I went through some family shit at the time. I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to quit my job at, at news.com. CBS owns it now. <laughs> and go on the skate porn shoot. <laughs> so went out and ended up shooting. Uh, where, where do you find this gig? Like, how? I jumped you're, like yeah, 10 you're, steps. <laughs> I was letting you jump through the college stuff. Like, that's fine. But I was yeah. like, you're jumping from like, you're working at a straight news site, right? Yes. To, super straight. To like, super straight lace stuff to fucking wait wait why how huh <laughs> how did that what um, is that in is that on media bistro where do you I, find this gig oh, oh what are we doing this weekend um I think two things led to it one I had a a guy friend who worked at uh, Naked Sword at the time and Naked Sword is like Netflix for gay porn so they stream gay porn but a hundred different studios and uh. So it was, uh, they started to do this talk show called the Tim and Roma show where they'd go to different gay porn sets and interview the cast and the directors and everything. And since I was upcoming, you know, videographer and director and stuff, my friend recommended me to come in and direct the shoots. This is like a web series thing. Yeah. yeah, Just online. It was a web series Mm -hmm. talking, going behind the scenes of gay porn shoots, but it was on the fucking straight lace site. Oh, no, it, was on, it was on the Naked Sword. It was on Naked okay, Sword. Right, right. So it was another way to market Naked Sword. And it was the owner, the um, he started it, the founder, Tim Valenti, who I still work for now. It's funny. <laughs> it was like 15 years ago or something. And then Sister Roma, who's one of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence here in San Francisco. Yeah. So it's like drag queens nuns who do a lot for charity. So they were hosting it and they were friends. So they brought me in and it was super fun going to these, you know, uh, uh, sets and meeting people and seeing how it's done and way more exciting than editing. <laughs> now you now you enjoy per do you enjoy personally gays like watching gay porn, gay sex or is that is that like now, a turn on for you? <laughs> uh, I love it in real life, like in person. Right, I go right. to a lot of parties and gay guys are fucking all around me. Like that's the lap. thing you did. I love watching it. At the time, I was more gay dating girls ish. Okay, so. 
think I had a girlfriend when I. No, we had just broken up. But, so at um, the time, was that just kind of novel to you? You were like, and, uh, yeah, just sex and people fucking any kind of sex clubs. I was really active. Um, my girlfriend and I ended up hooking up with all these dykes, and we would do these live dyke sex shows. And um, we were gonna do a dyke porn, but we thought in order to raise money, we would act out all the scenes. So we would go and have just dyke sex parties yeah. and rent scaffolding and have girls getting fucked by butch construction <laughs> workers, and it was super hot. So I was doing that at the same time. And then at CNET, they had a TV studio down uh, by Pier 39. So um, it was all these, you know, very like straight laced straight guys, you know, who live in the suburbs and paint their fences on the weekend. So I would go into them. I'm like, I'll tell you about my weekend at the Dyke Sex Party if you teach me production. <laughs> so really? They, they taught you me all the cameras. You didn't even stuff. have to trade sex. Like, you just said, like, I'll no, tell you some I'll naughty tell you stories. stories. <laughs> And they taught wow. me, and they taught me production. So they were. You awesome. got some free schooling out yeah, of that. Yeah, we wow. even shot a porn there one time. We probably shouldn't be saying <laughs> this, but the guys are like, "We want to shoot a porn before we close the studio." So they hooked up with this girl Susie Suzuki, and she came in and did this masturbation scene on the news desk. <laughs> and so me and my best friend directed it. So it was the that your first? Were kind of crossing like That's a crazy. little bit. Is there any particular reason why you ended up in gay porn and not like any other type of porn or like had? porn or was it just because you happened out happened to be the gig you got i think partly in my 20s i was total military dyke like feminist extreme don't call me a woman it's Uh, w-m-y-n women's studies classes that's so strange that you were there and then now you're all like get the fuck away from me (laughs) with your books yeah (laughs) you're like i'm just tired (laughs) you're like feminism is exhausting i'm in my 40s now i'm all that you guys you're that veganism everything everything that i'm gonna offend everybody out there you're looking at these 20 year olds be like i that's cute i remember when i was like that you'll grow it's like you'll grow up one day uh my girlfriend was a militant vegan and we went out to eat a couple years ago she's eating pepperoni pizza i'm like what the fuck is this so yeah it all changes you get older and your priorities shift you just chill the fuck out a little bit so partly i think it was because i didn't want women being taken advantage of in yeah. straight porn i i didn't understand the industry i still don't gay porn and right. straight porn are very different um you're good you're good okay so um yeah i wasn't sure if why the women were doing it um i helped with a couple dyke porn projects which was awesome and you know the girls are definitely there because they want to be there and fuck but there's not as much money in dyke porn and i just love gay guys i love how open they are with their sexuality they're just here's my dick i'm making out just in your face you know i think the gay community forever was just very in your face with their sexuality that's calmed down a lot too which i want to preserve that (laughs) balls out like fuck this you know yes for adoption yes for marriage and yes for sex clubs and places for people to go and fuck (laughs) so it all kind of comes full circle so i think having the gay porn land in my lap me knowing that guys are just very sexual to begin with you know they have a heart on it looks like they're enjoying things and it just seemed a little bit more consensual and you know now i i i love it i i jerk off to straight porn yeah <laughs> so i don't want to know the man behind the curtain i don't want to know how it's made <laughs> it's just, so you wouldn't you wouldn't do you wouldn't shoot a straight porn now i don't think, think so. so although i'm curious about bi porn and trans porn i love yeah. trans guys and that's possibly an untouched 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 market so 
Um, I don't know, but I still, I love watching straight porn. It's so hot to me. And gay porn now is, it's hot. Like if I've actually messed around with somebody in the movie, although I never would, but if it happens, I might like, Ooh, look, he did that with me. So you used to, but did you ever watch gay porn like recreationally before, like no. when you were younger? Okay. I, I mean, I, the first gay porn I saw was probably a couple months before I got that internship yeah. and I went over to my friend Jim's house and he's like, look at this gay porn. And he was rewinding it on a VHS tape and it was funny watching these guys and fast forward fuck backwards <laughs> that's like the first time i saw gay porn oh. um yeah then i just dove into it like i'm really i was really obsessed with the history and you know uh, chuck holmes like the founder of falcon studios about like 35 years ago what's falcon he, studios uh falcon is actually one of our sister companies right now so it's it was one of the very first big gay porn studios started here in um san francisco and chuck holmes was the founder and just a you know, trailblazer for the industry and just like nice things, had his yacht. And um, so he pretty much started the high end gay porn. And so, and then from him, it was like the school of porn. So uh, the director that I worked with on the first shoot, John Rutherford, he had worked for Chuck and then another guy, Stephen Scarborough, who's one of the first people I edited for and Shishi LaRue. And now I'm like the next generation from there. So I'd always like to do the tree of gay porn because I'm, I'm definitely in the tree now and I'm training, you know, future generations. Just the way you just explained it right now you sound like a like a comedian who's talking about like the different classes that were above and below him or her yes, just be yeah. like oh you know yeah no i came right behind the generation of like geraldo totally. and bill burr and uh, blah, blah. Yep. that was crazy. crazy it's the same thing in gay porn uh, <laughs> there's a what, tree what's uh forgive me i have not like researched your work I know you're I, like uh, a deer in headlights. I've seen, that. look, I've seen enough of your tweets and I've, I've seen enough dick sucking at sex yeah. parties. I'm like, I'm good. You know, I've seen plenty of cock Tons. for your average straight yeah. man. My mom uh, says the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I could go the rest of my life without seeing another penis. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> uh, is, is your name actually Pam or do you? Pam, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so what's your, like your style? Do you have like a particular is there a look? Can somebody look at a, a, a two guys butt fucking be like, "That's a Mr. Pam porn." I can see it's a signature. Kind of. It's a signature Mr. <laughs> Pam angle. You know the way yeah. Scorsese sometimes does that, like yeah. uh, that camera shift sometimes. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a I look? The good fellow Martin Scorsese porn. Um, definitely, I like doing really high end pretty porn, mm -hmm. but um, but do but shoot it uh, amateur style. So I like not interrupting the guys that much. Like, we'll talk about what we're going to do, but if they end up in the other room against the wall, like, I'll follow them. And this the school of porn that I came from is a little bit more regimented. You know, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, now we're going to do faces, now we're going to do this, where the porn comes together more in the editing. But I just, I dance with them. Like, my favorite type of scene is almost like a waltz. Like, they're fucking, and it's, I'm fucking with them with the camera. And um, I like also to do ridiculous things, like put big flowy beds on the front lawn of a castle and <laughs> my best friend Leo Forte teases me all the time he's like that just wouldn't happen I'm like it might <laughs> you might stumble upon don't kill my dreams flowy bed on <laughs> the castle by the way little... can we talk about how San Francisco like half your houses look like castles I, I know walking fun. down the street I feel like every time I look up at a house on like walking the streets here I feel like I'm supposed to save like an upper middle class princess it's like <laughs> look at the angels are looking at us right now <laughs> you those yes. angels have seen it's in my kitchen there's these old victorian inspired <laughs> Do you, have you shot stuff in your kitchen oh tons oh yeah so much actually the floor is slippery right now i'm sorry just walk carefully <laughs> just jizz all over there's i wasn't gonna shoot porn on my bed so i had it in the other room and it was all pink because 
gay porn and pink don't go together, but I wanted to have that as the drag room, so I moved this in here. So much okay. sex has been shot on my bed. So am I sitting on jizz right now? Like, I don't think we've had sex on that chair. It's like, like if, I, if I get off here. and I... Like, if I smell this, it's going to smell like balls. Like no, it'll probably smell like me, but see here... There's on this one. Oh, there's totally. She's I just, don't know what that is. I'm trying to get it she off. She doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> it's jizz from I don't know oh, if it's jizz like or like my breakfast. <laughs> I know. Do you feel the floor is a little slippery? That's We had hilarious. an after party and my little friend Bray Love was fucking on the floor the other night. I'm like, why every time you come over something is slippery oh, or broken? It sounds like I need to be partying with you. I wow. a really good time. Holy <laughs> shit. My whole life is porn and parties. Oh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do like, you know, dick jokes and parties. Yeah, it's dick jokes and time. sex parties. What's and and jokes about sex parties, which yes. mainstream people think are a little weird. No. I'll like I'll talk I'll start I'll start a joke about like an orgy and I'll just be like, look, I don't have enough time to orient you to the concept of a fuck party. Get on board. This is what we're talking about. How many people would you say is an orgy? My personal opinion is five. Okay. Um but one person had a very interesting idea is that um, a sex party can be um, is is can be any kind of number of people, mm-hmm. maybe like five or more. But then orgy is more a the pile of people so uh, that an orgy can occur within okay. the sex, sex party. party. I, like I was like, that. ah, OK, yeah. That's yeah. A good one. <laughs> So yeah, the duo room, the trio room, the orgy room. Yeah, yeah. So that I like so this. I think it's about five. But what, okay. what what do you think? What's the what's the I'd say the at bait? least four? At least That's, four. Yeah, because three would be a threesome. Yeah, but sometimes now, God, since I'm getting older, I think numbers. <laughs> well, it's an orgy, but we only have the budget for three people. Okay, well, we'll call but how that can an we, orgy. How can we shoot three people to make it look like seven? <laughs> like four. Yeah. <laughs> we just shot in Manchester, actually, with uh, Naked Sword and Blake Mason with one of my, my porn sons, Mickey Taylor. Um, so it was supposed to be the B-roll. I do a lot of dialogue porn. So yeah? I love There's story. stories? Oh, huge oh. stories. <laughs> I love Oh, gay strips. porn director after my own heart. <laughs> yes, uh, I grew I grew up watching like Taboo and Taboo uh-huh. 2, so Kay Parker, okay. and they had these big, long, like yeah. there's there's motivation like oh, yeah. why is this character fucking exactly. this other person yeah. and no, oh yes i love huge, that character huge de- there's character arcs <laughs> you know in these things they were films <laughs> mm-hmm. right oh, you know yeah. <laughs> so we're doing a big dialogue movie and it was supposed to be it's kind of inspired by train spotting so the boys all go out they're fucked up they're having this sunday fun day after party so four of them were supposed to stumble into the room they're doing bumps or poppers whatever and they're kind of making out and then two leave to go fuck in the other room and the other two stay but the b-roll just that's what we call anything not sex so b-roll started getting like oh oh loose xlr there we are okay i got it i guess okay these are okay i've been trying to rock the same xlr (laughs) chords for a couple years may have to re-up yeah Uh, they're not that expensive um (laughs) so b-roll got out of control they're all making out and then the two left like we had planned and we're like that was dumb. This was really hot with four people. So went in the back, renegotiated, model, renegotiated model rates really quick, brought them back in and had this really hot four ways. <laughs> so but was, is that thing you do? Like um, you, you just, you renegotiate rates like on scene? Like you be, realize not normally, but we're like, okay, we have this. And they agreed to a lower rate. Cause everybody was just so turned on at the time. And I'm like, this is hot. <laughs> like we had like an hour to shoot four gay guys having sex and cum shots. And that shouldn't be fair to like, uh, ask any man to sign a contract. Contract with a hard on. That's not cool. You know, they're we're ready. Not, we're Someone's like, sucking their dick. Look, whatever makes this happen faster. Sure. When I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Have my house. It's a, whatever you want. Totally. My wife, she 
took everything. Um, <laughs> I know. It was a little risky because I know we were limited on time and normally we stage the sex shots for marketing purposes. So yeah. I'm really directing when we take the action photos. Like, okay, twist your mouth, do this, you know, soft cock or soft mouth, you know, hard yeah. cock. Blah, blah. What's and a I soft did, mouth? Like, like, let's say you have the dick on your mouth, but you're not like, like it's sucking in your out. cheek. It's just like it's resting. Like, yeah, just very like lips, you know, and the oh. dick on it. Oh, oh. Like you just want to just fuck that mouth. Just very oh. soft. No teeth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the whole cast was uncut too. We had eight uncut cocks, which is nuts. So there's a lot of foreskin play. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we ended up shooting the whole thing, but I was actually taking photos with my iPhone while we were shooting because I needed photos and the energy was so insane. I'm like, we're not going to be able to recreate these. The sh- photos are kind of... Sh- They'll, they'll work, but they're not as pretty as I normally do. But, yeah. you know, I, I like pretty things. <laughs> pretty hairless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was great, though. It was so fun shooting out there. And uh, we did the Prowler Porn Awards, which is a big gay porn awards in the UK. Mm. This is actually gay porn awards season. So we had that, the Grabbies in Chicago. And I'm hosting the red carpet for the first straight up gay porn awards in New York next week. Oh, wait, those are next week? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to miss it. Town. Damn. I'm oh, no, a- it's the following week. It's the 22nd, Thursday the 22nd in I want to go. Come. It'll be fun. I, <laughs> might hit you, I, I, might, I might hit you up for that. Um, just I'm like not in the gay porn. Just super curious. Just, I just I think it's fascinating. It was very fun. In yeah. the same way when you were in like super like militant dyke days where you're like, yes. eh, it's like novel. I'm like, for me, it's like, it's just interesting. Yeah. Like not, yeah. uh, I look at it yeah. like I'm at a... At a show. There you go. <laughs> totally. I am really excited to share a pure hookup app success story from one of our listeners. She, uh, I got, I got a Facebook message from, we're going to call her S about an hour, hour and a half after she finished her pure hookup, uh, experience. And, uh, we're going to want to share it all. I want to share her story with y'all. She says, this is in the afternoon, by the way, this was a lunch break. She is at work. On that pure app, trying to find some casual sex immediately uh, to have some afternoon delight during the lunch hour. And she says, we met at a park and ride down the road from my work, and we both got in his back seat. I happened to be wearing a skirt today at work, so it was very easy for him to move his hand up my leg to my pussy. He teased me for a while before he took my panties off and told me to lay back, and he crouched behind the driver's seat and ate me out. Just to interrupt, you know, during my pure app hookup experience, I found it more comfortable to actually just have my knees on the ground outside the car and lean in. But hey, you know, you do it how you want to do it, sir. After I came, I sucked his dick for a little while before he asked if I wanted to fuck. I said yes, but uh, I hate fucking in cars. So we got out and fucked against the side of his car in the middle of the park and ride where anyone could see. It was so hot. Then we got back in the car, made out a little, I put my panties back on, and I went back to work. Best lunch break ever. I'm all I'm feeling all total jello body, uh, and I still have a permanent smile on my face. Well, congratulations, S, on a successful pure app hookup. Uh, and, and you all should go ahead and give the pure hookup app a try. It's a great way for awesome people to find casual sex tonight or that afternoon, depending on when you're trying to get it. Download the Pure Hookup app on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get back to the show. 
Uh, you you know you mentioned earlier you said amateur style mm-hmm. uh, shooting where like you're just kind of following them. It's not yeah. strict set. You know you don't have like a shot list. Yeah. Um. Or so is that? So that's are there other like interesting terms like that? Is that a porn term amateur style or? Uh, I think so. I mean, stuff like that you all jerk off on Pornhub. <laughs> you know, a lot of that is a little bit more amateur versus like the straight equivalent would be vivid. You know, and, we're, the, uh, we're like, we need these. This is like the angles we want and yeah. we want these like looks. highly produced. You know, um, I, I work with Falcon a lot and they have just a huge crew and the lighting and it's so pretty. It's just perfect. It's I learned a lot from them. And actually, it, last summer I was brought into it was almost like wife swap. Like I was on their set and I observed for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> and then after a couple of days, I'm like, this is what I'm observing. And this is maybe. Do you what we still find change. yourself learning new things as like yeah. a, as a porn director? Yeah, definitely. What's like a thing you've learned recently that you were like, oh, huh. Never thought of that yeah. in the what, like about 20 years in the industry, I'm assuming. <laughs> Something yeah, like that. 15. Yeah. Officially 13 full time. Still. But I, I took a little break. But yeah, that's, that's super 20. veteran status. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so like, but what even after all those years, you you went to go uh, audit. Yeah. Uh, a set, so to speak, and what what what's something you've learned recently? I think um, recently, I, I one of my signature things is shooting into the sun. I love shooting sunset things outside, like on the beach or in a field or something, and having that sunset right between the guys and it's glistening while they're doing their cum shots. It's really risky because if they can't come on demand or there's issues, then you're fucked and you lose your lighting. So it could be the most beautiful thing ever, or we're just screwed so um but being on the falcon set they really light from the front so i was in tel aviv a couple weeks ago and or no months ago and shooting on the beach and i actually shooting shot gay porn in tel aviv yes isn't that wow. outside Risky, all four huh? scenes in the middle east were outside it was nuts what I is had, it tel aviv's like gay friendly but like jerusalem's not is that yeah, i, I, I never heard shoot in jerusalem but oh tel aviv's like kind of <laughs> liberal right i think that's yeah, what i've heard yeah. okay i mean it's it is pretty religious, but then at the same time, when all the countries around you want you dead, yeah. the fact people, dudes are fucking on a beach is least of their worries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of puts some of these like hippy-dippy San Francisco stuff in check for me, too. Yeah. Like, really, your biggest issue right now is plastic bags. You know, when, you know the, the um, political climate in the Middle East is, yeah, it's very hot over there. Yeah. Um, Tel Aviv's super gay. It's, it's really gay. They have gay pride. They don't really have a gay area, but they have clubs, and we did Hustler Ball out there, which was live sex shows and it was awesome i had shot there about seven years ago with lucas entertainment and michael lucas was my old boss and he's very pro-israel and wants you know increased gay tourism in israel and i feel like a lot of things he said were totally true but a lot we were a little misleading so it was kind of nice to go back and like if you're gay don't hold Mm. hands in jerusalem (laughs) just don't don't dress really gay you know especially in uh you know the the center you know there's the wailing wall and stuff and then the arab quarters and it's yeah you could <laughs> get your hands cut off not really but you know they kind of frown on it but okay. um yeah i had a 20-hour layover in istanbul coming home and that really put my feminism in check like i don't really believe i'm that much of a feminist because i believe in equal rights all the way around and not <laughs> catering but then all of a sudden i'm in this mosque and i have to have my head covered and this big old baggy skirt and like you know there's a praying area for the men and and then there's where you put your shoes and then the women. I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I am a feminist. 
here we go. I met this super hot dude at the mosque. Yeah. Like, oh my God. We like went carpet shopping, <laughs> went to the bazaar and back to my hotel and had really hot sex. Ooh. No idea that a mosque could be a cruising ground. So. Yeah. Your, your, your relationship status. And like I said, uh, I'm single and slutty. I totally am. What's, uh, what, what's that for you? I just, I love sex. I am really picky because I'm so spoiled with my job and I have these beautiful men around me all the time. And I have the luxury and the the heartbreak of being able to change them. Like they get naked. I'm, I'm going to trim your pubes. Like I'm going to trim your chest hair. Okay, so it's like break. a little bit, it's a little bit. So it's like, yeah, we have someone we hired for this, but no, I kind of want to do it. Do you yeah, do that like, sometimes? I, well, no, I, I don't mess around with the boys because they're mostly not gay. mess around, I mean, but like a couple of them are like, you know what? Like this just has to be done. I'm going to do it. I, <laughs> Because you're so pretty. It's more I have the luxury of altering people where if I mm. go on a date, you don't really show up on a date. Like, you let can me be trim like, your beard down and let me put some concealer on you. And let what, me. What, so what type, of you, what type of dude are you into then? I love bisexual guys. Like, yeah. that's my favorite. And guys who are just open and masculinity. I'm just attracted to masculinity, whether it's a boy or a girl. Masculinity, but with a dick in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just cool people that... that type i tend to go for or maybe not the type that you date so that okay. can explain why i'm still single so <laughs> we're working that out <laughs> occasionally okay. when i'm not traveling and i'm home for a few days i'm like i want a boyfriend or a girlfriend do you have like a physical type or, or look that you're into because you did talk about like you like you get to modify these dudes for shoots and that <laughs> yeah. you would maybe want to in real life so i didn't yeah. know if there's a if there's a look you dig if they're white i tend to go for more trimmed if they're latin or black which i kind of prefer then i'm a little bit more flexible with body types but generally i do go for more toned are you a size queen in real life in the bedroom you would think but when you come across a 10 or 11 inch dick and it's just too much i'm like ah oh i i don't (laughs) think that too much (laughs) i don't think that in the slightest partially because i have to believe that size isn't everything uh just to be able to be cool with myself that's uh (laughs) but uh (laughs) Just to be able to accept my body, I have to like uh, alter my thinking and be like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you would think, yeah, this is great. But being a girl, like guys, depending on the shape of your colon, like you could take a really big dick or mm. fist or up to the elbow. But women, we have cervixes and it kind yeah. of bottoms out. So although we talked thinking about- like, yeah, I want a big old 10, 11 stick. It doesn't fit. So no, no, novel. Difficult. Like it's a thing you may want to do once or twice yeah. just to say you did. But uh, I think we were talking with uh, this sexpert, uh, Tayomi. We were talking about dick sizes. We were like, mm-hmm. we kind of agree, like, you know, like, like that five, six, seven, like five to sevens, like that's a good size dick for like everyday usage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like boyfriend dick. Like yeah, seven boyfriend or dick. eight. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. like for for your average person, like uh-huh. seven, eight. That's yeah. like that's big, uh-huh. quote unquote. Even though like. That's the smallest in porn. Are there dicks yeah, in smaller porn, than seven? Well, in porn, yeah, like there's massive <laughs> cocks. But like, I feel like for practical purposes, a yeah. quote unquote big dick would be like seven or eight. Um, Interesting. Wow. I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you my, have to my sense of reality is just fucked. We were talking about the up curve too. Like if your dick's got that up uh, curve, how that yeah, like yeah. helps you in the yeah. fucking. Thicker is nice. I like thick. Yeah. Well, like all kinds. You know, sometimes it's just. They're, they're really big and you're like what do i have to do tomorrow what kind flight. of dicks work well <laughs> what what type of dicks sell well in gay porn i Is personally it? like the ones because i'm a photographer or videographer sure. too so some guys have these dicks that curve up and tilt to the side so they're super easy to photograph it's, but i'm trying to think of who are there ones that are like more marketable than others like is it just 
Yeah, I mean, one of my, my massive best friends, veiny ones, Rafael Alencar, his, he's uh, Brazilian and his dick's like 10 or 11 and it's just huge. And, you know, he has such control over it. So you do the porno twist where like, What's like por- right now, like my dick would be towards the window. So you get the most length, but then sure. you want to twist your body. So you still get the chest. And Oh, know. so, oh, so if you're like over close down, I don't care. Some girl on Tinder messaged me. Great. Uh, oh, um, yeah. So if like... Someone's getting lucky tonight. Uh, so it's like if you were standing over here and you're shooting mm-hmm. this angle, so you want yeah. the dicks this way, but by this way. Okay, that's yeah. the porno twist? Yeah, the porno the twist. The porno twist. The porno but twist. But after we're done, you're going to have to take a picture of me doing porno twist with my clothes. Like, yeah. Just so, just so we can get... I, I think that's funny. I never I never thought... I never called it that before. And yeah. it's like ass is kind of like... Oh, yeah, you get the dick and the ass yeah. and the chest and the face. <laughs> and the face be relaxed and the abs crunched. Posing for porn is very challenging. Oh, it's yeah. a workout. It's all okay. Crunch your abs. <laughs> <laughs> I start doing sound effects like <laughs> it's crunch your abs. Boop. It's get your butt up. You know, <laughs> pop your boot. How's that? <laughs> how is uh, gay porn changed? Because like obviously, I think it's much talked about. Like how porn has changed in the last few decades. Has porn gay porn changed in a different way than straight porn has changed in since the 90s huge yes definitely i think the biggest change has been bareback yeah that is fucking without a condom um so back in the chuck holmes days and uh you know porn was actually the the leader in eroticizing safe sex you know the hiv aids epidemic hit and people are dying and porn's like we have to do something about this so it was very Did porn, on, and porn on its own went like we're gonna start using condoms. everybody was it condom, also condom, straight condom. porn because look no, in the 90s i was watching barney mm-hmm. uh so I'm, I'm not familiar with porn from back then okay so you're saying um but gay porn specifically was doing that yeah definitely it was very self-regulated and everybody took it upon themselves to only shoot condom porn and eroticize that's kind of cool it was awesome and that's partly actually that's partly why i got into it because i was doing a lot of just benefits for hiv and people and uh nonprofits and stuff so got into it i'm like this is awesome like we're shooting porn and we're also doing something for a good cause so uh but then all of a sudden uh, i think the Probably the most well-known company would be Treasure Island Media, and they came out and they weren't. They were a lot of positive guys who have really kinky, piggy sex, and they weren't seeing the type of sex that they had reflected in modern-day gay porn. So they started producing their own porn, the bareback stuff. And at first, it was super taboo, but then it was like, "Ooh, what's that?" You know, right. you want a fantasy when you're jerking off, like yeah. you don't want reality. So, um, so they started, you know, the bareback porn industry, and now. It's and also once like I, you know if, once condoms got normalized again and got put into good usage and maybe yeah. maybe it was fine to go back to that. It's and now with you know <gasps> testing and uh, definitely HIV meds. You know mm. you can be on meds and you're um, undetectable, so you don't transfer. Do straight porn HIV. stars also uh, do prep? No, it- and we're really trying to work with them to like educate them on that because they should. I mean, in the straight porn industry, if someone tests positive, it's like the whole industry shuts down. <laughs> I remember, it's, like scary, and I mean, so that, many people in gay porn are positive. It, more it, than half, really, two thirds. Oh yeah, two. You're saying as many like half to two thirds of gay porn stars are are HIV positive. Yes, wild. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. It's just not that big a deal in the gay community. Mm. Like actually right now I look out my window, I can see the AIDS bus. It's, it's like I thought you testing. I thought you were gonna say I'm looking out my window. I'm like I, I, I see, see AIDS. I see I see all these guys with AIDS right there. Like a he's got AIDS, he's got AIDS. Basically, he's gonna get AIDS tonight. He's gonna have a fun night. Um I think like it, especially not in, to like you know, big, not the trivialize <laughs> no, being HIV, HIV to people. Like Sorry. eight out of ten guys in, in communities like San Francisco sure. are probably positive. So with meds you're undetectable, it's non trans transmittable transferable um so they can't transmit hiv and now with prep 
you know, it's 99% effective. Yeah. It's great. So it's basically the miracle. And the closest to a cure you could get would awesome. be those. Yeah. yeah. I still shoot condom porn um, and it surprises me. It still sells. Yeah. But is that a conscious? I mean, what's the choice uh, we're just leading such you to a that big company? You know, we have Falcon, Raging Stallion, Hot House, Naked Sword. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's more than just take off your condom. Let's fuck. It's, you know, getting the protocols in place. Are we going to test? Are we not? I like the testing. I feel testing for gonorrhea, syphilis and all that is great. But testing for HIV sometimes discriminates against the people who are positive. Uh, some of the companies who shoot. But shouldn't the other performers kind of ha- like get some informed consent on that? Like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about it. Um, some of the other companies who are owned by straight companies, they won't shoot guys who are positive. Okay. You know, other companies who are owned so by that's, gay so it's not, companies, they shoot all positive So you're saying guys, it's not so. the performer saying, well, if he turn, if he tests positive, then I'm not going to shoot him. It's more the company won't shoot with that company, person. The oh, performers sometimes. Some, okay. In the model interviews, I'll ask them, you know, are, are you on prep? If you're negative, what's your safer sex protocol in your personal life mm. you know do you do you mind having sex with someone who's positive and on meds and undetectable we still wear condoms so we don't test so right every it's just across the board everybody wears condoms gotcha you know, we'll you know talk about their status uh it's this is a whole other episode no no <laughs> this is really great i mean but this is a, this is an important part of, of yeah, the industry me talking not on behalf of my company I just oh that's fine say that. but i think i but i think all the um the 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 talks about self-regulation are so important i yeah. think people no one really realizes what goes on behind the scenes so offset like i'm talking yeah. like in the office like today yeah. you were like oh i'm coming from work i was like oh the hot shoes like no i was like in an office today like this <laughs> exactly. is it was a very like boringish day like at the office you know and i but i think it's important people realize that and that like they mm. do y'all have protocols oh, yeah. i experienced it firsthand uh my my porn debut and retirement almost got um thwarted by a um by a oh fuck what's the h word that you guys say when not HIV when uh, when they moratorium not even yeah, an H word. Yes. I'm a moron. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> I couldn't remember the word either. Yeah. So we don't You're do like, that. What's I'm he all, talking about? H shut her down. Does, I don't know. Does Billy know things that I don't? Uh, okay, so <laughs> what, a couple years ago, I do this. Uh, I did this porn with Sarah J and Siri okay. um, called Team BJ Two. It was the sequel, not the original. A <laughs> uh, few cases where the the sequel is even better. And <laughs> I we did like worked up this thing. It was like I'll do your. I told Sarah J. I was like I'd like. To to have you on the podcast yeah. oh i qualified for the team bj thing okay i'll do your porno you do my podcast yeah. do a little swap <laughs> a little, little trade swap yeah. and um i but i buy my tickets it's in las vegas we have okay. to get ourselves there and yeah. uh i was gonna fly there on a like sunday on a monday okay and on friday i get a uh, we all got an email everyone gets an email be like hey there's uh, someone in uh, the industry has tested positive for HIV. Yeah. So there is right now a moratorium on all shooting. We are not officially calling it yet. Okay. We're going to wait till the end of the weekend, but like is most likely a no. Wow. I had some sort of like travel protection, so I didn't okay. uh, cancel uh-huh. my flight. I was like, I'll just find out yeah. up and, you know, I'll find out when I find out I cancel when I cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like the next day they sent us an email and they said, Hey everyone, Turns out uh, it was a false positive that yeah. that performer had. So we're back on. <laughs> uh, but apparently a bunch of dudes canceled their plane oh, tickets. Probably yeah. I, part of them because they thought, oh, uh-huh. this is done. And some probably got spooked, That's you know, uh, by because so all the performers. Oh, my God, someone has tested positive. Well, the performers Man. are like these. They're all the <laughs> yeah. premise was it was all just fans of Sarah J and Siri. Okay. Okay. So they're none of them are like 
porn people, yeah. right? And were you were you gonna get your dick sucked? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I mean, like for I mean, I had it done by Siri, not Sarah J. I was trying to maintain yeah. journalistic integrity. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you no, were I, a professional. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I wasn't going to fly out just to talk to one porn star. I, uh, but I, was, I gotta get I, my dick sucked for this, too. I'd also never been to Vegas. So I was like, oh, it's my oh, first. Good. Oh, I can go, like, bl- destroy my life uh, financially. <laughs> Great. Awesome. But but it was it was kind of cool to see that protocol go yeah. in place. Did and they test you for the scene? Yeah, everyone had to get tested before because okay. um, we were doing condomless blowjobs. Yeah. So we all had to go do the same day testing, which mm-hmm. was expensive and we weren't getting yeah. paid. So it was yeah. very, this is the most expensive blow job I've ever got. It was probably $250 for the test. 250 <laughs> plus a plane ticket yes. and a hotel room, right? It's a, uh, Did uh, you come? And, and all, oh, of, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. A, okay. a fucking natural. It, I, it's, it's interesting. And, uh, I was before starting a series husband at the time was directing mm-hmm. and he's doing like a little prep talk to everybody. He's like, yeah. Hey, who here is like, been in a group scenario is like gone blowjobs around other guys. And uh, I naturally shot my hand up because, hey, man whore podcast. Yeah. It's not called that for nothing. And, <laughs> and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, I'm the only one. Uh, and I'm Good for you. You're a trendsetter. I was like 25. I was like, wait, really? The 25-year-old is the only one who's been to a gangbang? What? Come on, you guys. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, That's so hot. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. But very expensive blowjob. <laughs> But, but, but when, memorable. Me, yes. Very memorable. Yeah. I have a DVD I had to pay for to, to remember it. They didn't it, even give it to you? You know, I was a little... <laughs> the, only this much. Only, the, But I was a little bit peeved. I I couldn't... Yeah. Looking back... Thank I'm, you for supporting porn, though. So... I was like... I, good for you. Part of me thought... I, I'm sure I could, like, email Sarah and be like, Hey, can I just, like, get a copy? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? I had, like, never paid for porn at that point. I might as... Yay. Go, you know, I'll pay for this. It's, this is a little bit of payback. Yeah. Pay for uh, porn, everybody. Yeah. Or as we've been, uh, you know, I remember, I forget which porn star I talked to, but I think we kind of settled for, fine, you know what? Pay for most of your porn. Or And then it started to become yeah. like, how about pay for some of it? We'll take whatever you'll give exactly. us at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buy other things. Give them yeah. the sex shows. But, <laughs> so when I, um, when I landed, I forget how I got from the airport to the testing place. You probably paid. Well, I, I, no, I mean, I, I think I, I probably got a cab to the testing place, yeah. but I didn't have a ride from the testing place to my hotel because mm-hmm. they don't have they didn't have Uber there, at least at the time. And so I'm just in the cab company fucking I waited an hour after I got tested. And they were still like, oh, well, we don't have a car for you oh, so, guys exiting the place. And he just happens to overhear me. He's like, I can give you a ride to the airport. And I'm like, I've got all this privilege where I'm like, I'll get in a car with strangers because what's going to happen to me, right? Exactly. I'm a straight white dude. Like, what bad thing could possibly happen? I'm I'm there with like my luggage and everything. (laughs) But like the guy happens to work for the same day testing company. Oh, good. He happens. And so I got to talk to him. He's familiar with the shoot that I'm there for. He's like, yeah, we got a lot of cancellations, but it's cool. I got to talk to him about procedure and protocol and all that stuff. I was like, cool. you know, y'all take this shit seriously. There's oh, no yeah. need for a prop 60. Like, yeah, yeah. y'all got it Thank covered, you. right? You defeated it too. Woo. <laughs> what was the vibe in the porn industry? I had a few um, porn people mm-hmm. uh, record these like little mini snippets yeah. I could throw in the front of episodes leading up oh, to cool. the election. Yeah. But what was like the vibe uh, around, you know, San Francisco or LA or wherever yeah. you're shooting porn? What was the vibe in the industry? Uh, as Prop 60 was coming up. It was insane. I mean, we, I work really closely with Free Speech Coalition and Eric Paul Liu is the new executive director there who 
happened to be a fuck buddy of my gay boyfriend. <laughs> so we kind of know each other from Vegas. Okay. But um, he is awesome. He's so articulate and smart and amazing. And so I, I love that he's actually bridging the gap between the straight and gay industry. He's gay. and, and the, How is he doing that? Um, I think just really getting the gay porn industry more involved because... You know, we definitely had to um, to rally against Prop 60, and it was you know the straight porn industry leading the charge. But it's like, okay, we, this is get all the factions. Like, know, let's get the gays, let's get the like, let's get the chick with dick porn, let's get all get oh, all yeah. the people, get the kink, get the no. kinksters. They don't even use, they don't even do penetration, but yeah. get them on board get over everybody here. Everybody there, everybody on board, or else the whole yeah. industry is going to leave California. Even me, who shoots condom porn, just the regulation was ridiculous. Yeah. The things that that bothered me about it is gay porn. It's really a community, like. Like we all help each other out. We shoot at gay bars around here and like I'll shoot there for free and then I'll work at night and do a party there. So, you know, it's a little different than straight porn because it's, it's a community. You know, we're 10% of the population. We help each other out. So according to the regulation, we would have to report to the government where we shot, give them their confidential information. And it's like the gay bars around here already have enough problems with, you know, ABC and Kalosha and everything. So to have to report them to the government that we're shooting there that could come back and bite them in the ass mm. with their liquor license or whatever that that really bothered me plus it's our choice yeah <laughs> you know, like, who gives a fuck you know and, and going forward prep is the future of porn not condoms it was mm-hmm. so archaic it would have been great in the 90s like chuck holmes falcon would have totally agreed with it but you know going forward no and um we had all these here were y'all like scared like did it seem like it was gonna pass like, i was thought the... it would i was sure it was gonna pass and we we're gonna because it was Clinton. passed in la it was and when yeah. la was that also referendum la county so like yeah. la county passed yeah. it you think like yeah. Oh, maybe if statewide yeah. when yeah. you get even more conservatives. It's insane. Michael Weinstein is the head of the AHF uh, AIDS Healthcare Foundation in LA, and he's that was the, the guy. Who, that was the guy who would get the job. Yeah. And right. he, it was full on attacking the porn industry. We still don't know why. We think maybe he wanted to do all the testing and, you know, went to the ABC testing or whatever, whatever you went to. Right. Um, so he's really leading the fight on it. And uh, we all got together and we were just rallying hardcore. Like I was actually on a cruise ship with, <laughs> with my mom and my family while we were, um, you know, act- active against Prop 60 and, you know, okaying videos. My mom's like, why are you working? I'm like, this is really important, mom. <laughs> and I ended up going on, you know, a day thing to Mexico doing shots with this mom and I, she's like what do you do every time I ask, they ask what do I do it's like game changer do I tell them what I do I'm a gay porn director yeah. but I actually told her and she had heard of it she's like that's stupid Prop 60 stupid and at that moment I'm like we might have a chance like yeah. this drunk mom on a cruise ship who lives outside of LA or something had heard of it and wanted to vote against it because so, their billboards were like convincing yeah. I have a cousin who she was yeah. voting out here because she was at school out here mm-hmm. and she texted me on election day she's like hey I saw you I've seen you posting about Prop awesome. 60 yeah. what is that about because like she's like it seems like a good it idea <laughs> and then once I explained it uh-huh. she was like oh fuck and she's like I'm gonna text my friends because yeah. like once yes. people understood what it was exactly. they realized oh this is bad because yeah. only at a only at a zoomed out glance does it seem like yeah. a no brainer and then you were like oh this is bad this is not a good idea the name of it I, what was it the Safer Sex Safer Sex and Adult Industry Act it, it had a name it was mm. like, oh, we're gonna get fucked. <laughs> but um, yeah, going to it was the, the hearings, it was like the lone bright spot of yeah. November. Well, the election was like what the seventh, right? Yeah, uh, it was the lone bright spot of November eighth. Was waking yeah. up, be like, Trump's gonna be our president. I know. <laughs> but Prop sixty got defeated. Yeah, like it was yes. the lone thing to be happy about. Okay. amongst just. <laughs> Just dread. 
<laughs> Let me just kill myself right now. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, marching in the streets. And even um, Scott Wiener uh, run for Senate, and he won. And that was a little controversial around here. But he's really in support of the industry, and he mm. was rallying against Prop 60. And so he won, too. And I went to a little um, victory party for him a couple doors down at Bow, And, you know, we're like, mm. yay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad. But, like, you know, him winning and getting in the Senate and then uh, being a big advocate for porn and nightlife. You know, he's awesome. And Prop 60 not passing. So yeah. little victories. Little victories. Exciting. Little victories. <laughs> it was so funny going to the hearings, too, because I love talking in public. I host a lot of shows. You know, the more people, the better. Hundreds of people on stage. I love it. I live for this microphone. But <laughs> being, you know, in these hearings with Cal Ocean and, you know, trying to tone it down and, like, not swear. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was challenging. But I think that's where we really all came together, too. You know, we had a, a huge hearing um was here in Oakland and, you know, just hundreds of people from the industry came and spoke and, you know, we all got to meet each other and we'd heard about each other. So coming together with our clothes on uh, <laughs> and uh, it was great. So Amazing how sometimes you don't recognize people with I their know. clothes on. <laughs> or that like business like look that the porn stars would bring the girls, you know, they're like, what? You know, with uh, their hair back in a bun and the glasses. This really is me dressed. Con- this is me dressed up. <laughs> awesome with like five buttons undone <laughs> the big old boobs <laughs> where one girl's just great. like oh this is real convenient because i actually just shot an office scene <laughs> so, so like true. i can I'll actually wear that. wardrobe to this <laughs> i'll sew the buttons back on <laughs> and we're good to go. Yeah. time for the fan whore appreciation moment hey this is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of the members of my fan whore community on patreon if you don't know patreon it's kind of like a It's kind of like a monthly fan club subscription meets Kickstarter. You pick a certain amount of money you want to pledge each month. And depending on how much money you pledge and the amount of, and the amount of money you choose to pledge determines what sort of rewards you get. And the rewards also include bonus episodes of the man whore podcast every month. So right now I want to give a shout out to Stuart a hope you're uh, hope you're enjoying those bonus episodes, sir. Todd B, who's a uh, apparently a Republican polyamorous Christian dude. I don't get it either, but I do thank you for your longtime consistent membership. Uh, Jackie S, yes, Slytherins can be sexy too. Joe N, welcome back, sir. I'm glad you're back in the champagne room. And uh, Rachel S, I wanted to say thank you. Uh, We went to high school together, and uh, she's just grown up to be this hottie who is excited to have uh, someone else from that high school grow up to be a bit of a a kinky sexual deviant. So shout out to you. And thanks to everybody uh, who is a member of my fan whore community on Patreon. You can join the club, too, for as little as $1. All you have to do is head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. My $5 and up patrons will enjoy one hell of a bonus episode tomorrow with Mr. Pam, where we discuss gay for pay and, uh, well, have a little bit of a, a, a sensual surprise at the end. But for now, let's go on back to Mr. Pam. What's yeah. what's your favorite thing about working in, in gay porn? I think I I love the boys. I uh I, I touched on this a second. I didn't want to go into it, but um uh when I was working in hardcore no, not hardcore <laughs> in um high tech news, I 
Uh, my dad died unexpectedly. He just got up one morning, had a tightness in his chest and, and just died. I was like, what the fuck is this? So me and my mom and my little sister, you know, we're like, all right, we'll, we'll stick this out. And then a year later, my little sister died in a car accident. She was 22. It was just losing half my family within a year. It was just horrendous. Like, what do you do with that? So I could have either like gone and done meth and drugs and just that'll be my excuse for being shitty the rest of my life. Or, you know, life's too short not to have a good time. And I got this opportunity to go on this porn shoot. I'm like, fuck it. I am sitting at my desk at my high tech news job crying, just miserable because I lost half my family and this is not the direction I want to go. So it it just really catapulted me to, to live my dream and take a tragic incident and, and learn from it and just have it, you know, what the fuck? Who cares what people think? Who cares what society thinks? Let's just do this. So I went on the shoot and ended up just being life changing. And I fell in love with the art of gay porn and almost like I have a family now, like the guys, the older guys are almost like my dad's the younger guys you know your parents take care of you until you're around 18 and guys who come into porn you know between 18 and 24 they're they're a little lost they're doing it for many reasons Mm -hmm. and so i kind of nicknamed gay porn mama because i like to take them under my wing yes i'm shooting them getting fucked in the ass but we have the talk you know what are you gonna do next you know save your money what do you what do you enjoy doing in life do you want to go to school get an internship and is the is the is the career life expect uh life average of a gay porn star about the same as like uh, mainstream straight two years yeah it's it's similar similarly (laughs) short yeah yeah because i think i think i saw it was like six months for like the for like straight for like um girls who get into porn i think that's what i saw it's really short and you know you get swept up into it and especially gay because you know they're gay icons and you're getting flown around you're doing appearances you're making you know 500 to 1500 dollars in a day and you're getting all the dick like, you oh want oh my god this is great you're 22 you're like i bought this and this and it's like this is not gonna last forever but it's just not and it's hard for them to see that and it's it's hard because there's so many boys i would shoot every day if i could i just love them i love shooting them they're so piggy mm-hmm. and fun and you know but then they start getting overexposed and my boss was like no we can't cast them again I'm like, yeah. but i love them <laughs> uh-huh. we know you love them <laughs> no we need new people so um, what what have you seen people without obviously without like naming uh anyone in particular but like what mm-hmm. type of professions do you see them go off and do after porn because being in the industry as long as you have uh-huh. with the careers as short as they are like you've probably seen i'm sure you've kept in touch with some and yeah. so you see the you see the life during porn and then you see them quit and go on to do other things um some of them real estate uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it takes a pretty face yep, it yep. kind of has a lot in common um stylist uh, fashion hair makeup um just Sometimes they're still finding themselves. Sure. Um, a lot of people actually go into video production of all sorts. Get I, behind the camera yeah, in the office. My, one of my best friends, Leo Forte, he was um, he was a model. And then we just totally bonded. And then he ended up working with me. And now he's shooting his own stuff, you know, nightlife and porn. The next generation, Mickey Taylor over in UK. He's directing over there now and doing music videos too. So, um, so yeah, they just love the idea of production. So they go into that, you know, some stay in porn and others, we just kind of lose touch. And I know Leo gets so upset. Like, where are they now? I'm like, they're living their life. Yeah. You know, it's okay. They might be doctors, dentists. We'll see uh, them at the reunion. Yeah, it's okay. I know. <laughs> we'll see them at the okay. reunion where we all pretend like we're living great lives. Yeah. And uh, we all, you know, I just had a 10-year high school reunion, so it's very fresh. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, you're such a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just turned 28 on Monday. Oh, my God. You're still mm-hmm. in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have beautiful, beautiful eyes, by the way. Oh, thank you. The so light much. is just hitting him. I wish you all here right now. <laughs> that one person watching on the podcast uh, is probably your intern. Uh. Oh, Sarah. 
Here with a friend yeah. bragging up your show. Oh yeah, Sarah. Ah. She's a she's a patron. She's a fantastic. We like we like Sarah. She's great. She's a cute yeah. uh, Canadian stuck in Halifax where she can't fuck anybody. Oh, no. She's like, I'm trying, but there's no one to fuck. It's Halifax. Oh, God. It's Nova Scotia. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Pam, are you are you happy to do maybe an extra ten minutes, like a bonus episode oh, yeah. for the Patreon folks? No, I love All right. talking about porn. We're gonna do that. Um, for everyone else, you know, uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm definitely on Twitter. Lots of cocks on Twitter. It's at M-R-P-A-M, Mr. Pam. Dot, or just at, <laughs> at Mr. Pam. Yeah, and then Facebook. I love Facebook, too. Um, and that's Mr. Pam Gay Porn Mama, uh, M-R-P-A-M. And <laughs> I even fought Facebook. I'm like, yes, that's my born name. Huh. Uh, <laughs> so that and then Naked Sword Originals. I'm the director of production for that. So we have an awesome movie coming out in a couple weeks. It's called X, The Hardest Ride. We went to Texas and shot with one of my favorite models, Tom Folk, who actually is trying to find himself so, yeah. and he loves riding motorcycles he's awesome he has a youtube channel gary lightning bolt so he wrote the script with me and we went to his hometown he's bisexual his dad helped his mom showed up his girlfriend yeah. does a cameo so yeah that's awesome and i have a shoot with brent corrigan and jj knight the gay porn power couple and naked week, sword so. you said is like a netflix for gay porn yeah. so it's like a yeah. monthly subscription yeah. and it's um it gives you access to all these different studios and and, and videos and whatnot how, more how, porn than you could watch in a lifetime how, how, how much? How much is a, is a subscription? It's Just usually curiosity. about twenty nine ninety nine, but we have specials all the time. So you know, if you or click and then say you don't want to join, and then a little offer will pop up. But you got, oh, do you hear all that? That's the secret. <laughs> That's the you secret. You just let out the industry secret. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, your business relies on them <laughs> not knowing that. I'm sorry. Or buy a yearly membership for hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can see. I, oh, my boss is gonna kill <laughs> if me. If you say no. <laughs> We'll just lower the price. Exactly. Uh, we will negotiate. <laughs> Most like sites we said, do that. <laughs> like we said, uh, hashtag pay for some of your porn. Exactly. <laughs> please. Yeah. Pretty we, please. <laughs> we have a NSFW, which is a Naked Sword Filmworks. So there's actually gay movies on Naked Sword that are kind of gay or sexual, but um, but don't have hardcore. So right. once you're sitting in your jizz, there's still more to watch. Okay. <laughs> so it's, okay. It's a great deal. <laughs> well, go check her out. Go get yourself a subscription to Naked Sword and of uh, Patreon folks tune in tomorrow to your great episode but for now why don't you say goodbye to everybody oh you guys have fun and happy fucking and i hope i didn't depress you with my story but just in life do what you want to do live life to its fullest because it's too short to not have a really good time so yay <laughs> love you guys <laughs> billy Just a quick fact-checking moment. Uh, I was not able to find any like official information on the amount of gay porn performers living with HIV, so we, we will have to take Mr. Pam's uh, estimation as, well, let's just say unofficial. But I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Mr. Pam. I had a lot of fun. Definitely learned some new things. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Mr. Pam if you like seeing dicks. And if you want to see even more dicks and you want to support the porn industry, go get yourself a, a subscription to NakedSword.com. And if you enjoy the Man Whore Podcast and you want a subscription to bonus episodes of the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash Man Podcast, become a member of my Fan Whore community, and join the Champagne Room. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheBillyPresita. Uh, say hello. Use the hashtag Man Whore Podcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. This tweet comes from at Gypsy Jam. Says, hey, Billy, love getting to know you through speedrunning the podcast. 
years of emotional torment and elation condensed into those intros. Well, I'm glad someone enjoys the intros, uh, as because as, some people just like skipping them. So, much appreciated. I also like the term speedrunning the podcast instead of saying binging the podcast. Speedrunning sounds like it could be an Olympic sport. So that's kind of fun. Uh, be sure to like the Man Whore Podcast fan page on Facebook. You can join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit, r slash Man Podcast. Shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, whatever, over at manwhorepod at gmail.com. And uh, last but certainly not least, I am fucking stoked to meet a whole bunch of you at ManwhoreCon in October. Uh, go ahead and get yourself a discounted ticket before prices go up September 1st. Head on over to manwhorepod.com slash tickets. What better excuse to come visit New York City than to come hang out with your favorite man whore for a weekend. Next week, we've got an interesting episode with Amy, who uh, I recorded with when I was out in Odessa, Texas, because uh, I met her once upon a time during her sluttier years, and now she's keeping it abstinent for Jesus. Y'all stay slutty. Okay, well, I'm going to go suck his dick now. <laughs> Goodbye. You joke. That's happened here before. <laughs> I can we, imagine. I've, You're I've, sexy. I, oh, stop it. I'm tempted stop to it. kiss you, but I got all this lipstick on. I mean, that's not going to stop me. <laughs> Are you good? Can I kiss you? Yeah.